During my early childhood, my family lived on the topmost flat of a three-story building. It had a good view of the street, so my brother and I would sit in the front veranda and imagine great things. As we watched hundreds of cars pass by our streets during rush hour, we would let our imagination soar. We would play a game of identifying and counting make and model types of the cars that passed by, imagining what kind of car we wanted when we grew up. Sometimes we had one or two neighbors join the phone. We did the same for houses as well. We had dreams of building houses on the water side or on a rich landscape made of stones and layered bricks. And I wanted one that had a study overlooking the front porch with multiple bedrooms and a studio. Yes, among other things. I even drew an architectural plan of T-Boy World, as I called it, which was like my house, my dream home, which I believe still lies somewhere in my whole room in my parents' house. For all the dreams we had, one question we did not think about in that moment, and understandably so, was how do we get there? Hello friends, welcome to the Storybox Podcast. My name is Tolu Anime and I'm so glad to be back podcasting after a year hiatus. When a challenging time as I'm producing this episode in the middle of the global COVID-19 pandemic, it's great that the initial mass panic has begun to calm down with greater understanding of the disease, proliferation of useful information, protective and control measures and more structured government responses. However, with situations like this, it's very easy to lose hope. But you must remember that the longest night still gives way to a beautiful morning, a beautiful and a bright morning. And I'm praying for healing and comfort to those affected and a rapid control of this situation. As you find ways to be a helper, please stay safe. I've always been a dreamer. I have a very active imagination. And um, not only about the future, not only about cars and houses, I I have um, a desire to be a positive impact in life of people. And my many adventures and work and projects in life have shown that desire. In my few years of living, I realized that the bridge between dreaming and doing is capacity building. This term is used a lot in governance, business, non-profit management and organizational context, but it also applies as much to an individual as it does to an organization. Capacity building can be defined as an intentional process of gathering resources, forming relationships, developing or strengthening skills and processes that empower you to deliver your mission effectively and adapt for sustainability in a fast-changing world. I got that definition from an in-service training I had at work, and it was really enlightening for me. We, we all have dreams and desires, but every valid goal, every valid dream, every valid project needs capacity building in order to become a reality. I'm curious um, how many of you have completed the book this year or taken 
an online course or attended a workshop or conference i'm curious to learn if you guys are actually thinking about capacity building as a thing to incorporate and make a lifelong activity or if this is a new thing for you you're not automatically good at everything you need to get to where you want to go but you won't get very far if you don't become better at it that's why there's capacity building if you're familiar with the bible you remember the illustration jesus gave about the builder no reasonable person will start building a house without figuring out to finish it capacity building is thinking and planning and building so that you can actually live in a house let's break it down i want you to start with the right attitude which is a positive attitude why are you building capacity is it to make you into something you are not no it's not it's to equip you to do what you are meant to be because of who you are and then that introduces the question who are you what is the mission why do you want to do what you want to do? That question is important because it guides the process of capacity building. You are able to bear the work that an academic degree confers on you because you know the end point. You know why you are studying psychology, physiology, anatomy or whatever it is you're studying because you want to become a psychologist or you want to become a doctor. So your why helps you clarify what you need to invest your time in. That is why you need to answer that question yourself. Clarifying your why gives you confidence to go on when the going gets tough. When the rubber hits the road and it's difficult sometimes, you need to remember why you're doing this. And that would keep you going. Or it would introduce you to people that are on that same journey and then you can get mutual accountability collaboration and encouragement that will keep you going on your journey identifying your mission helps you to course correct at various times throughout the year so i get very confused at times because of lack of clarity sometimes if i'm not clear on why i'm doing what i'm doing i just tend to ramble around i tend to gather a lot of resources that i probably will not use because i'm not motivated around that area so to submit yourself to the process of evaluating your unique gifts and opportunities find your why find your mission and be clear about it now that we've dealt with the why you need to identify the capacities and attitudes that you need to accomplish your mission in demystifying capacities, think relationships. Think about who do I need to collaborate with? Who do I need to learn from? Who do I need to exchange skills with? Think skills. Start with identifying your already existing skills and ask yourself, what technical expertise do I have? What skills do I need to learn? Think technology. Yes, what productivity tools do I need? What softwares, what processes do I need to learn? And think attitude. Yes, attitude is super important. You need to have an open mind in the sense that sometimes you think you need something to get somewhere, but you need something else. So opening yourself to the possibility of learning new skills, of changing your style or productivity, strategy is important in ensuring that you get the best from the process of capacity building. Once you do that, it's very easy to take the next step, which is finding suitable resources that help you develop those capacities. Online classes, forums, workshops, talks, books, etc. What is available? 
they are free resources, they are paid resources. I don't shy away from paid resources as much as I, I, I try to, um, you know, look for affordable but premium um, resources because they are usually a better value. I'm not saying that there are no free and quality resources. There are, and I have used a lot of them, but find what works for you. Find what will teach you well. Think about physical resources, conferences, workshops, a new degree, maybe, or an advanced degree, maybe, you know. Think relationships. Think about what do you need to delegate, who do you need to learn from, who needs to mentor you, who do you need to mentor, how can you share skills. Can you trade existing skills that you have to meet somebody's need and they will do the same for you? We live in a world with inexhaustible resources today and you do not have any excuse from online resources to physical resources to to human relationships and connections that you can leverage to build capacity this is really important that you open your heart to the possibility of building capacities here a lot of times we um, think about capacity building as something that is super super big now a lot of people are at home um, because of social distancing and and shelter in place um, restrictions in various parts of the U.S. today. And there's been a lot of um, talk about learning from online, watching videos, doing that. And it's entirely true. This is a period to leverage, especially if your um, desired project or idea or, or work has to do with something you can learn online. Many courses are available now that and they are even made free or very affordable because of the global crisis happening. So leverage those existing resources and develop capacity. To recap, attitude, finding your why, identifying your mission, finding the resources that will help you get there. It's as simple as that. Let's build capacity in 2020 and a few tips to help you. You need to keep it simple. Break the process into smart objectives. I use creativity a lot because that's something that I do on a consistent basis. For example, you want to learn to, to, to create children's stories. You need to break it into objectives. What do you need to learn to create children's stories? You need to illustrate, yes. You need to write a story, yes. Illustration, you need to learn character design or you need to delegate to someone who would help you do that. You need to write out a story. You need to put out the first draft along breaking down these objectives that you have into into um smart goals you can now identify milestones and things you need to get to each milestone it makes it easier to digest for your mind when you break things down into um a a stepwise process itemize make lists it's okay to make a mistake it's okay to you know spend time on one resource you think might be helpful but turns out not to be helpful but it's not okay to stop never stop trying submit to the process keep going pace yourself one thing that can help you to avoid burnout is to pace yourself i see people that are really like experts in in something that i've been thinking about over time that i i want to i really want to be like this i want to level up to this kind of person's um skill set and then i i see myself like i need a thousand hours or i need two thousand hours to be able to get to this point 
lately I've been seeing myself doing short stints, 30 minutes, one hour, you know, 15 minutes of learning something, of practicing something, of watching a video. It adds up. So peace yourself. You know, if only 30 minutes in a day in your busy job is what you have to leverage on a certain skill you need to 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 get somewhere you really desire to be use that 30 minutes at the end of the month it becomes a lot of time there's really no pressure you must remember that the journey of capacity building is really a race to level up yourself you improve the quality of your life by the value of what you bring to the table so there's no pressure honestly there is no pressure track your progress always celebrate small wins when you finally reach a milestone celebrate it do something little that will boost your morale and build capacity in every aspect of your life relationship your faith your work, your vocation, your hobbies, your interests, always stimulate your faculties and improve yourself every day. In 2018, I started podcasting. I did not know anything about releasing audio. I did not know anything about speaking you know, on radio and recording and using softwares to edit and sound effect and all that. But here I am, two years down the line, I have a ton of knowledge. I have a ton of skills that I've learned through simply watching others online, simply tinkering with software for, you know, a certain number of hours, learning, trying, messing up audio, doing free work, doing things for people. I'm not there. And I'm getting there, but I'm going one step at a time every single day. So capacity building is an internal process that takes time. You have to follow through and trust the process, which will speak for itself when it's done. Trust me. If you have a little more time in your hand, especially at this time, think about what areas you need to build capacity and get to work. Get to work. There's no perfect time to invest time in capacity building like now. Yes, that's it. That's my two cents on capacity building. And thank you for listening. I'm excited about this new season in podcasting in my life. Um, I recently attended a a storytelling and podcasting conference and had interesting conversations with very creative and passionate storytellers. And I'm so glad to be a part of the creative community. I want to keep sharing what would be a blessing to you. And this is my commitment to you. So, you know, my background is in healthcare and my passion revolves around creativity, non-profits, intentional living, child health and development, uh, positive change. I'm here alone today, but I will not always be alone. I will have friends over sometimes and reachable mentors from different fields that you find engaging to listen to. I believe in this concept of reachable mentorship where peers can grow together and learn from each other on their journey of purpose. And that is what Storyworks will create a platform for. We'll have stories, deep conversations on creativity, intentional living, productivity, faith, innovation, and you learn soft skills. I'll be sharing about my passion project as well and giving you an opportunity to be a part of it. So, Thank you for listening to this episode. 
Today, I will not ask you to rate, review, or subscribe to Storyvox. This is the first episode. I mean, it, it, it'll be nice of you to do so today and I'll be glad, but I just want you to think through today's episode and apply at least one single thing. I will call it action point. Find an action point that you can put to use today and share with me the process. The podcast has a link to the website where you can drop a comment and you know just share with me your process what you think about capacity building have you been building capacity what have you been um what has been your unique challenges and and thoughts to share with others about this process i'd like to echo your thoughts to the listeners of this podcast so that we can all learn a little bit more than what i've said here today if storybox made you smile today then you are in the right place hopefully i'll see you in the next episode now, go build capacity.